Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Hello, darling. How are you? Hello, darling. (laughs) (laughs) And hello to you. Well. (laughs) So, one of the wonders of the world that we couldn't live without at the moment is the ability to video dial. I mean, otherwise you and I wouldn't have really been able to do this podcast for the last year, which thanks to the bag loads of letters that we received from enthusiastic listeners, a few of them have said perhaps we should stop. It was a paper bag just before people think we're starting to use up plastic. We wouldn't. No, No, we're very green, but that's mainly because we don't wash. And also plastic bags are a certain size, aren't they, for shopping? Whereas paper bags, you can get very small ones for like a little cake. And it's that sort of bag, I think, of letters you were referring to. I was starting to think about the other wonders of the world uh, and if they still exist. And have they changed? Do you change the wonder of a world? I don't know. Yeah, they do. Once upon a time, somebody said to me, there are seven wonders of the world. And they said, oh, well, you've got the classic seven wonders of the world, the first list, and then that went out of date, and then you had a newer one. So people update it. So do you know what the original list was? Because I've got it here. Go on then. I bet it's going to be about big buildings, nothing to do with the common man. I bet it's to do with just showing off your wealth. But go on. The original seven wonders of the world were the Great Pyramids of Giza, which still exist. Giza? What of a man? Is a Giza? East End London. G-I-Z-A, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just south of Shoreditch. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon... The Lighthouse of Alexandria, the Temple of Artemis, the Colossus of Rhodes, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia and the Mausoleum at Harlicarnicus have all disappeared. They all sound quite Greek. That's where they started building big buildings. And it's just as I said, it's all wealth and people building big stuff that your common man couldn't do. If you had a small holding in Kent, you couldn't build a pyramid, could you? You needed slaves and a lot of money. If you tried to build the Hanging Gardens of Babylon in Lincolnshire, which is flat as a pancake, you'd have a problem because the Hanging Gardens of Babylon was all about staircases and gardens at different levels. Who do you apply to to have something become a seven monster of the world? Because I'm just thinking, we've got a bit of time on our hands. If we could make like the biggest pebble pile and then apply. Yeah, I think the Guinness Book of Records tried to undo the voting system of voting for the rich. Mm. So if somebody was really wealthy and they built this ginormous thing, people would say, oh, that's marvellous, that's a wonder of the world. Do you know what's a wonder of the world for people of our age? Being able to get out of bed without (laughs) aching. Going to a restaurant and being able to read the menu without a set of glasses. Oh, yeah. Elasticated trousers, they're a wonder. I went to a meal once with you to um, a restaurant and in the back of the menu they actually had the magnifying glass Mm. and the lighting was really poor. And we'd all be going to each other, what are you having? None of us could read the menu, so we were just going to copy the first person that managed to figure out what was possible. I think we might be a bit disconnected from these wonders of the world because you've got the reality ones. The Great Wall of China became a a wonder of the world for quite a long time. So are all the wonders of the world then? They sound structural, as you say. It's probably like an advertising thing. Come and see the great wonder of the world. People say, oh, I'm going to China. I'd like to stand on the Great Wall of China. It's not a wonder of the world. It's man-made. Yeah, this is what perplexed me. I would have thought that wonders of the world would be things of nature, when nature has created sights or wonders or something that's just absolutely phenomenal. 
I wouldn't have thought, like, because you could argue the Shard. The Shard is a wonder of the world. It's a really expensive, massive building. You could argue the Arc de Triomphe is a wonder of the world. You could argue all these things, but then they're all man-made. Taking it more literally, mm. if you're thinking it's a wonder, Stonehenge became a wonder mm. of the world in one of the lists. Now there, people do wonder about how it was built. So that is sort of a wonder, but I still wouldn't put it in uh, my uh, wonder I think world. Stonehenge is a wonder of the world and not a wonder of the world because people wander around it and people spend a lot of time wandering how someone got those giant hoofing great stones there in the first place and what was the point? I don't think it should be on any list. All these big buildings, they should just call it big buildings of the world. Yes. Let them fight it I out. I would understand that. Yeah. Giant monstrosities of the globe. <laughs> <laughs> that would also sell T-shirts. You know, people would want, it would want giant monstrosities on your front. <laughs> My mother might have wanted something on the front of our building, but, you know, terraced house in Grimsby, there were limits to what the neighbours would allow. You know, if you tried to put a balcony on the upstairs window, it's not elegant climbing out of a sash window to stand on a balcony, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. So they've done, like, a vote on 2021 and what are the seven wonders of the world, and I'll be honest, you know me, I'm usually a very optimistic thinker. <laughs> <laughs> and a lunchtime drinker. But there are some in here I'm not convinced about. So they said, right, number one, and this is from CN Traveller. It's a hint of American for our English listeners. Yeah. The NASCAR lines in Peru, enormous geoglyphs. A geoglyph seems to be a giant trench that somebody's dug into the orifices of the earth. Okay. They were dug 2,000 years ago in the shape of different animals. I mean... I'm objective with art, but to me, it looks like a giant ant. <laughs> Why is that a wonder of the world? Somebody has basically graffitied the soil with a giant ant. It's like these carvings in England, the white horse and the man, somebody's etched out into the chalk cliffs. It's great. It looks fab. Is it a wonder? I mean, my mate Kev, when he's drunk, he does things like that. You could then argue that certain graffiti is a wonder of the world. There's a sign on the M25 that says, give peas a chance. Is that a wonder of the world? Banksy's certainly milking wonders of the world with the mm. amount of money people pay for his graffiti. Where'd you stop? You know. All right, so let's have the mammal wonders of the world. So what would your top wonder of the world be? Getting a chicken from Waitrose for 53p. <laughs> really? That would be a wonder. I think mammals' wonder of the world would be buying a fleece for a female that doesn't make you look like Percy Thrower. <laughs> now, the problem I've got with fleeces is that they're made from recycled plastic. Some are made from recycled sheep. <laughs> recycled sheep, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you see, when people first invented plastic, they broke the mould. Like... Was it made of plastic? <laughs> <laughs> Most people thought, how do you get rid of this? I mean, when God, or whoever, made the world, it got this fantastic system whereby some things would produce stuff and some things would eat that stuff and so get rid of it. So even cow poo, you had then dung beetles. I'm not having a cow poo fleece. I'm putting my foot down with a firm hand on that one. But it was like rot and eat, wasn't it? Rot and eat. It was all sorted out. Everything went back. Leaves fell and they became soil. It was fantastic. And then Uslock came along and 
somebody invented plastic, whoopee-doo, everybody loves it, and then somebody <laughs> sort of said, hang on, hang on, uh, it's never going away. Mm. And those eight million plastic ducks we made in 1950 are still floating around, bobbing around the ocean somewhere. I've heard people saying, I've had this fleece for 10 years, I'm fed up of it, but it's still perfect condition. Mm. So they're going to throw it away, presumably it can't break down because it's made of plastic bottles. That's the same with crocs. They don't break down. I don't think so. Alligators, crocs, nasty little things, but I don't think it's anything to do with fleeces. Tenuously talking about animals, as we weren't just then, one of the wonders of the world is great wildebeest migration in Tanzania and Kenya. Every year, the wildebeest get together and they just run. Yeah. Don't run. Yeah. They just run. run. It's like a marathon for wildebeest. But to me, it looks like people panic buying on Black Friday outside an Asda. <laughs> Why is that a wonder of the world? We really are tuned in because you were doing wildebeest and I was thinking lemmings. Any collection of animals that are stampeding and running, is that a wonder of the world or is that an excuse to poo yourself? It might look great from the air, but if you're on the ground, if you're another animal, if you're a lemming and you're in the way of the wildebeests going for their run... Wouldn't that be horrific if the drone footage showed the wildebeest going one way and then it just moved a mile straight ahead and there's lemmings coming the other way? Gambles are off, aren't they? <gasps> I wouldn't be betting on the lemmings. No, I wouldn't. Can you imagine that somebody strays into the wildebeest lane. Oh. You know, you're videoing it all for the next the next Attenborough special. And they go, and they're migrating at great speed. The average speed of the wildebeest is 15 miles an hour. Oh, there's a woman that's just walked into the middle of the Tanzanian one. Oh, she's got a trolley. She's, oh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> Why has no one turned this into some sort of a reality show? Yeah. Where Doris from Milton Keynes has got to run across the sea of wildebeest under 20 seconds and she'll win five grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week in Australia, because of the floods, mm. somebody filmed dozens, if not hundreds, of funnel-web spiders Ew. running up into somebody's trouser legs. <laughs> garage. They were escaping the floods and loads of them were going. So I'm thinking if you had tens of thousands of funnel-web spiders running one way and the other way there was wildebeest and you wandered into the lane between those and you had to choose, I mean, most people would say, uh, I don't really fancy the spiders, <laughs> uh, but the wildebeest are definite. I mean, what would you do? <laughs> you just talked me into the plot for I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. This is what they can do next year. This will liven things up for them, give people that choice. Sit in a nest of funnel web spiders or take your chances running with wildebeest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do it, as people say, you know, animals have got rights. You can't yeah. start using wildebeest. And you have to hire genuine wildebeests. You can't get wildebeests that might have grown up in, you know, Swansea. They have to be Tanzanian wildebeests. I thought the wonders of the world, when you mentioned we were doing this, I thought it would be to do with the senses. The census? The census? Because <laughs> no, we've just done that as well. <laughs> what, what wonder is that? The fact that we have to do it regularly, <laughs> that it's legally requirement, yeah. the fact that people are making up their own religions. What's the wonder of the world related to the census? <laughs> well, I don't think many people can be really that bothered. They do it because they're legally obliged to, aren't they? Otherwise, they just throw it in the bin. Well, what are they going to do if you don't do the census. Hello, hello, hello. 
We've noticed you haven't done your census, madam. So therefore, we've come round to slap you on the wrist. Yeah. I mean, don't be ridiculous. What's the fine? What's the punishment? Tell me. How do they know if you've not filled it in? But exactly. They don't know you're there. That's what the census is about, to check you're still there so they can get all the population numbers and information about what's happening in 2021. If you don't respond, if you go dark, how do they know? Yeah, yeah. If you go... They have no sense <laughs> of us. If you decide you don't want to be known and you hide in your cellar, do you think they would come? Do you think there'd be heavy footsteps on the floor above? Emily, come out. We know you're in there. <laughs> There's got to be people that live in the woods or with no fixed abode that fallen through the gaps. At the cost of the census. Amazing. How much is it? I didn't pay this year. <laughs> no, you don't have to actually pay for the census, apart oh. from in your taxes. I hope you didn't slip a sort of a £1 note in with your census. £1 note? What is this, 1904? What census have you responded to? Have you got the latest one? <laughs> no, I'm still working on the 1911. Um, <laughs> I like to get it just right, but it does take time. <laughs> Apparently, they've found a way this week where they've analysed lots of £50 notes and found that the plastic has got microscopically different shapes. Hmm. And so every £50 note is unique and they can identify it. And this is going to stop forgeries. Is that true? What? Is that a ruse to stop people from spending quality time during lockdown learning how to colour a £50 note efficiently so they can palm it off at the local corner shop? I'm not saying that I've actually done it, I'm just saying I've got some insight. <laughs> no, I think when the Queen's face looked suspiciously like Emily Baum's face, it was a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> I, had to, I had to work off her for a self-portrait. <laughs> <laughs> I always worry about that, that it's a ruse. So I did actually meet some people from the Royal Mint. Yes, I did just drop that into the conversation. Okay. And I asked them, because there was always a rumour that in every pound coin there was a tracking device, <laughs> because it's of a value. There is Metal is valuable. And they said that there is a tracking device, but it's not what I thought it was, and they couldn't tell me what it was. Oh. I remember in Grimsby when there was a spate of cardboard pound coins. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> Toy shop got broken into so the local Grimsby criminal could steal the plastic post office with the fake money in it and he's taking it down the shop. That's the one, yeah. No, I thought all those big buildings from your Seven Wonders of the World list, hmm. most of them are visual. I don't even know what half of those were. I didn't even know where Giza was. As you said, they're all Greek way, aren't they? Hmm. And as civilization expanded, so the Wonders of the World expanded. So I thought when I read Hanging Gardens of Babylon, I thought it was either one of those garden centres when they're overzealous with the baskets... Or it was going to have a darker undertone and you would go there to watch people get hanged. Oh. But either way, I wasn't convinced it would be a wonder. It was just an engineering feat, I think, that they'd managed to really? build these gardens at different levels on a hillside. Yeah, they were desperate for a wonder of the world. We could shortlist Wisley then. <laughs> yes. There you go. That's a wonder of the world. It's the only place where old people and toddlers commune without killing each other. I think that's a wonder. Yeah. Come together, <laughs> eating cake and running free. Well, as it gets simpler and simpler, I think things do become more fantastic. So in Wisley and other garden centres, people ooh and are at fish, you know, in a small pond. And you're like, it's just a load of fish in a pond. You've travelled all this distance to look at a few fish in a pond or look at a few plants that you haven't got a clue what they are, apart from the few experts that go, oh, that's Butonius mutalis or something, and everybody's thinking, oh, goodness me, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she's got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're visual, but my ones of the world, they've got to be around the senses. 
senses. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, audible, oh. visual, touch, smell, perhaps feelings. I don't know if feelings combined in that, you know, so if you get a feeling of loving something, loving someone, surely these are all the wonders of the world. So every time I love a double quarter pounder from McDonald's, that's a wonder of the world, is it? <laughs> That could be love, yeah. When you're on your 17th one, I think people will say she loves those, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the wonders of the world. You find you've just eaten a double Whopper from Burger King, which, to be perfectly honest, is heaven in a greasy bun, right? <laughs> and then within an hour, you say to a friend, and I've no idea why I can't lose any weight. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is a wonder of the world. <laughs> yes, I yeah, I think somebody who goes into a, a burger shop and starts talking about calorie counting hasn't got long for this world <laughs> as they're eaten. <laughs> Flame-grilled calorie counter. So you think that the senses are more wondrous? Yeah, of course. Of course they are. Can I counter-argue that with an educated response, <laughs> Madam Chairman? OK. Uh, counter. So you... you you tiddlywinks. argue that that tiddlywinks, now there is a wonder of the world. <laughs> Actually, I think we might have found one. If you're talking about the ability to see, hear, touch, taste, etc. No, what you see. What you see. Okay, so they've given one of the wonders that got shortlisted for 2020, obviously people have got nothing better to do, was Mosquito Bay in Puerto Rico, which initially made me think, why the hell would that be shortlisted? It sounds like you're going to be eaten to death, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's because, and this is something you'll like because you're a bit of a strange individual, it's bioluminescence. The water lights up because of the type of algaes that are down there, blue and green light in the biological or the bio of the bay. Yeah. Now that I want to see. Well... Well, I'd be against all this. Why? Because, again, it's encouraging people to travel. It's doing the old David Attenborough thing, showing people fancy stuff, and they want to get in there, and they destroy it by all going there. It does actually say at the bottom, see it, a kayak tour is the best way to experience Mosquito Bay. They want thousands of people there, and then after a while, they'll say, where's this luminescence? Well, if you look under all the litter floating in the ocean... All the crisp packets... <laughs> yeah, no, my idea of uh, wonder is a beautiful sky. Everyone can experience that in every part of the world. You don't need to travel to experience that. Not always. Not if they live in a bunker because they're hiding from the census people. <laughs> well, there you can enjoy that sense of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> you can paint your own pretend sky. <laughs> and when you're arrested for not filling in your census and you're put in an isolation cell... Mm. You can think to yourself, oh, it's not much different from the basement. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see these things. Why can't I go and see these things? Because you're not alone. I know what you're saying about car. Why are you such a greenie today? Why? It's all about the plastics and the carbon footprint. I can't have any fun. I can't have a bottle of Pepsi anymore because you're frowning at me. I can't eat a 53p chicken from Waitrose because it has to be chicken free. I have to live in a basement so that the census people can't <laughs> find me and I can only look at photographs from travel journalists. Because people keep producing people. There are too many of us. I haven't produced anybody. <laughs> I outsourced mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously not everyone is having children, but enough people are having them. And the people want you to travel are just destroying the things that you're travelling to. What if we half the amount of people that go 
And by that, I mean leave all the children behind. Oh, I was going to say, I imagined all these legless people on crutches <laughs> swinging their way up to no, see a volcano the or something. carbon footprint would be the same with or without legs. It's uh, more about... <laughs> I don't think... You wouldn't have a footprint without legs, let's face it. So in what way would my senses, if I'm not allowed to travel to see these wonderful things, a wonder of the world for me could be the tarmac of my drive. <laughs> well, again, I'm going to put you down on this, sorry. But that's the product of oil, isn't it? Petroleum, tarmac. It's about the worst thing you could use. But if I'm not allowed to travel, I'm a bit limited, aren't I? The face of my next door neighbour. <laughs> Actually, in that letter in the paper bag, somebody did say you two seem a bit limited. <laughs> Which I thought, how rude. <laughs> Always open to feedback. <laughs> no, I think you can move around a little bit, but don't start travelling around the world just to see this, just to see that, or going abroad three or four times a year. You know, you could enjoy valleys or tall things. You don't have to be buildings, tall things. Tall things? We live in Surrey, it's flatter than flat. Trees then, we can see lots of trees. Yeah, And yeah. marvel at how the trees work, rather than just going Ralphway around the world, looking at a luminescent sea, thinking, oh, that's good, tick that off my list and clear off back to the hotel to have a few cocktails. In fairness, it was in quite a nice location, so I bet the cocktails would be good. Yeah, well, I'm going then. <laughs> where, where do I book? <laughs> <laughs> if people have got all your different senses, and then you can combine them. Some people love soil, don't they? And when they're doing gardening, they'll go, oh, feel that, that's beautiful, the way that soil feels. No, 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 no one says that. No one says that, not unless they're a soil pervert. They did that lady I was talking about at Wisley, immediately after she'd identified the plant, she checked the humus below. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, that is so beautiful. That's just crumbly. Was she in the restaurant having the hummus or was she in the <laughs> garden centre? <laughs> I don't think Wisley wants to be known as a garden centre, really, do you? No. Is it the Royal Horticultural Society or the other one? There's another one that does plants. Q. That's it, being cute. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the wonders of the world for us humans is uh, smell. But smells, when somebody says, oh, does that smell, usually it's a negative sense, isn't it? It's never been a wonder, I can assure you. No one ever <laughs> says, what's that smell? Because they're finding it aromatically aesthetic. No, it's not. It's not something that anyone goes, what's that smell? And the whole room erupts with joy. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing for the podcast listeners at Emily's face at the idea of smells. Clearly not had a, a history of good smells. No, what not about at all. fresh washing? Some people love that sensation of new clean sheets. It's a wonder. Don't you like the smell of the clean sheets, you know, especially if they've been blowing in the air? I'd rather be in Puerto Rico looking at light-up bioluminescence whilst I've tanked up on a pina colada. Yeah, they're discovering with the Amazon forest, which was like, oh, it's so needed to stop mm. carbon dioxide and methane and things, they're finding that undersea forests are even more effective at doing it, which I think is a bad thing, because then they think, oh, that's all right, then we've got the undersea forest, let's chop the rest of the Amazon down. Don't need it anymore. What's an undersea forest? Is it under the sea? Is it like that? Is there uh, Ariel and Sebastian and yeah, Flounder doing, poodling doing around? Doing samba. That's, that's, yeah. They're the ones. Yeah. Got their little maracas out in sea forest. Yeah. So what's a sea forest? Is it basically like a Finding Nemo? It's lots of grasses, tall, really metres and metres high, tall grasses mm. that absorb 
lots of carbon dioxide. I think if you ask a child what is the biggest wonder of the world... A happy meal. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Do they still do them? Happy meals? Yes. Oh, OK. <laughs> they do make you happy. That's a wonder of the world. They do make you happy. No idea why. It's a box with a little bit of food in and a toy, but it makes you happy. Even as an adult, it makes me happy. I think a lot of children today would decide a wonder of the world is the internet and gadgetry. No, I think they take it for granted. I don't think they see it as an innovation. I think that children today would think of gaming virtual reality or smartphones that are done on crystal displays that are like glass and they just snap onto your wrist. Those they would think would be wonders of the world. That and the fact a man that can pull off just one earring, that's another wonder of the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> so what about an audible wonder of the world? I mean, I don't want to go back to Dolly Parton because we did her in the last podcast. Have you got any audible she does have. She does have two wonders of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is there anything you personally think, oh, well, that's nice to touch, you know, like paint, painted surface flat no, on glass? Or... Not after the warning from the police. I'm not allowed <laughs> to touch anymore, Graham. You know that. <laughs> Touch-wise, uh, what feels wonderful? 1970s flock wallpaper. <laughs> God. Do you know this what I mean? Is... It's really sensory. When you hid and found yourself locked in the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sat in old Chinese just rubbing their walls. <laughs> <laughs> I just got Ellie an Udi. Do you know what an Udi is? Um, is that a sort of machine gun or something? No. It's like a giant hoodie, but it's all fluffy and it feels really lovely, like really sensory. That was quite nice. But again, I wouldn't say it's a wonder of the world. It's just a giant jumper. Yeah. What's it made of? Avocados. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me to question why. It just feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> you can get those blankies too, can't you, that with, with sleeves, like a blanket with sleeves in? You mean a slanket? Uh, a slanket, okay. I always worry that with a slanket you put your arms in and you forget you've got the rest of the, the, the it bit of it and then you get up too quickly off the sofa and just fall over. <laughs> yeah. Can I summarise our discussion today about the wonders of the world? The yeah, only thing we've managed to agree on is the fact that we think tiddlywinks and slankets are genuine wonders of the world. <laughs> that is the state that we find ourselves in today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> so we're not going to start flying around to China and see thousands of clay soldiers. Does that ever interest you? No, I think we're going to get on our slankets and crack open our tiddlywinks and enjoy the wonder of the world. Well, it suits me. And we can also use that to hide from the census people. They'd hear the little <laughs> click, click, as you're doing the tiddlywinks, wouldn't they? Come out, we know you're in there. <laughs> Especially if you've got one in the pot. Go pick and it falls in the pot in the middle of the table. We heard you. Come out. I can't. I can't run with a slanket on. <laughs> <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.